Welcome to the Rick Fuller Podcast, presented by Rick Fuller, the team leader of the Rick Fuller team, which serves the San Francisco Bay Area and the greater Sacramento region. Rick is a community leader, national real estate coach, and real estate investing expert. As the holidays approach, they give us opportunities to interact with our friends and family. Inevitably, you're going to hear, I'm waiting to buy until rates come down or home prices drop. Listen in as Rick shares with his team why now is the right time to buy and why new build communities are a big piece of the market that you shouldn't neglect. All right, I'm going to talk to you today about, yeah, about um, you're going to be with people and I think there's a common phrase you're going to get. And I want to help you uh, put this phrase into perspective. All right, here's the phrase. Tell me, I'm I'm looking at you. I'm looking for a show of hands. Yes, you. If you think I was looking at you, I am looking at you. How many people have heard this phrase, especially around the holidays? I am waiting to move. I'm waiting to move until after the holidays. I'm waiting. I'm going to wait until after the new year. I'm going to wait until the rates drop. I'm going to be waiting for more inventory. And I'm going to share with you today why I think those that you're talking to, like around a Thanksgiving dinner table, who this is going to be their common phrase, they may not be thinking like a professional in real estate. And hello, that's our job, to be a professional in real estate and to be able to share not the the, uh, fallacies, but the facts of what's happening and how it's relevant. So um, what we're finding is that it can be really costly to move. Let's kind of look at some of the reasons why waiting to move till after the holidays, until next year, until the rates drop, until there's more inventory, uh, really might be hazardous to your wealth. Next slide. All right, let's look at buyers waiting to move. Check this out. This is one of the most fascinating slides that are available today. I'm sure um, the Magnificent Morales will turn into a, a, a shareable. And I got to laugh because it's using the median price of a $400,000 home. <laughs> In the Bay Area, when was the last time you've seen a home? For 400000 You may or may not know that uh, seven of our nine counties are averaging over a million bucks. Anyway, um, so they use 400000 and the home price expectation survey is that real estate will continue appreciating in value. Don't forget, we have a tale of two markets. We have sales, which we talk about, that are lower. That's true. We have less sales in our market. That's not price. That's a totally different story. That's a totally different tale of a very different city when it comes to price. Price has been appreciating. Case-Shiller Index came out and said seven months in a row, real estate values have increased. Here's my argument. If rates go down, hey, refinance, no problem. But if rates go up, you can't go back in, in time and claw back that lower home value. You can't go back to last year or two years ago or three years ago. You and I are living a time that there has never been a better time to articulate this because understand real estate values are up 40% from the end of COVID. And so people know that intuitively. They know that real estate goes up in value and they know that by waiting to the next year, waiting for rates to go down, waiting for the holidays to be over, uh, could be very hazardous to your wealth as real estate values continue to appreciate. Next slide. Let's bring it a little more local. Uh, This one you should carry in your back pocket. If you carry an old-fashioned wallet and you got like your kids inside your wallet, in between your two kids, you ought to be carrying this little chart. 
because this will tell a lot of people where the market is going. And when you look at what's happening in the state of California with median price, it's expected to be up 6.2%. In other words, we're approaching the end of 2023, P, that's projected, to 2024 forecasted home values are anticipated to be up $50,000. So although you could refinance, you won't be able to come back to 2023 and buy the home at 810 because in 2024, it's likely to be worth 860. And if you're in the real estate business, you ought to be carrying this card to maybe give you some motivation in the morning. You might want to include it in some of your affirmations because it also says that sales are likely to increase 23%. That's a big deal. That's a lot. I've never seen sales rebound as much as what they're projected to do in 2024. So all that to say waiting to move could be very costly to a buyer. Next slide. Check this out. This would be for a seller. Uh, we all know that the real estate market literally evolves around a simple principle. The simple principle is supply and demand. And you know how it works. The more supply, the less demand, prices go down. The more demand, the less supply, the prices go up. Well, this is where we are on the supply side of this equation. These three charts that I've given you represent active listing inventory. I give them to you, go back to, I think the first one, 2000. Inventory homes for California. I've given you some U.S. single family homes. I've given you some condos and townhomes. In all three of these, you will notice that we are at a record low number, number of inventory. Now, I want you to imagine for a moment you're a homeowner and you're getting ready to put your home on the market. Do you want to be putting your home on the market amongst a, a dozen others of your neighbors that are listing their home? Everybody on the court is, have their house for sale. There's a picture at the end of the movie, The Big Short. And if you look at it, that's my for sale sign. It's an old red for sale sign of a former company I worked with. It's on this little street in Antioch called Catanzaro. I dropped my for sale sign in that on that street, and every home was for sale. In that market, what way do you think homeowners' prices were going down? When that market, where how much more did you think they had to spend investing to prepare their home for sale? A lot. In that market, it is really frustrating when you continually have to be at the lower price property to get the one or two buyers that are in your market. So what I'm telling you is that in a low listing inventory market, it is the best time to list a home because there's less competition. Buyers only have fewer options. And we're enter entering into a, we are in a market where there is historically low levels of listings. And you know why. We've talked about it time and time again. So this is a great reason why sellers may want to consider not waiting, but putting in their home on the market sooner to capture an environment where there's just less competition. Next slide. All right, tenants. Talked about buyers, why they may want to consider knowing prices are projected, right? Talked about sellers, where we're at with inventory. How about tenants? The tenants move. I mean, or should so they stay put? Tenants waiting to find what tenants waiting to move may find they're trapped, missing out on creating wealth. Here's what we found. 
that 40 times greater are homeowners' wealth than that of a renter. Average renter's income in the United States, according to the Federal Reserve, 10400 Average homeowners' net worth, 396200 It's a massive difference. How many people on this call wish they would have bought real estate earlier in their life? How many people on this call wish they would have bought more homes earlier on? I got both hands up. I mean, I bought my first house. I think I was 26 years old. I owned three by 30. I, I look back and say, dang, I should have owned 10 by 30, knowing what the market has done. So the ability to not just think about what the real estate market is doing, but to think about the, the timing in your life matters and real estate creates wealth. Tenants who are paying rent, it's 100% interest, isn't it? It 100% of that payment went to the, the landlord and none of it went to the principal balance. Here's another interesting thought. In most years where there's high inflation, rents go up. So if you're staying in a property and you're renting in a high inflationary environment, you're seeing higher rent costs. Why does this matter? Well, because you and I are living through some very high inflation. We have not seen inflation like it is today since the 80s. Matter of fact, 2008 is not a good model for our real current real estate markets. More like 1980s. And what we're finding is that rents are increasing. Matter of fact, the consumer price index, the major measure for inflation, do you know what the largest segment of that CPI index is? Hello, it's housing. So when they're saying inflation's high, they're saying housing's high. So what does that mean to your tenant, your friend that's renting a property and should consider buying, that by waiting to buy, they're missing out on an opportunity to create wealth? Next slide, Christina. So if you if you follow my pattern, I want to give you some really timely information that you can use. I hope this is not entertainment for you or just simply education. I hope it's actually implementation. When somebody says, I'm thinking about waiting, uh, I'm thinking about after the holidays, I'm thinking about next year, wait till rates are lower, whatever, I want you to be able to have the tools. And then we're going to create shareables that start this conversation for you. And this is one of those shareables. Um, next slide, Christina. What you're going to find in real estate, this principle is true. And I'll leave it with this one simple statement. Many of you have heard me say this for well over 10 years, that not owning real estate really is hazardous to your wealth. Uh, Rick, do you want to, do you want to, we have time. Do you want to talk about? Uh, and I do. Okay, Christina, get me back to my yeah, slides. We, we have, we have time. This is our final, and this is a good one, you guys. So um, worth, worth educating. Wait a minute. All of mine are good ones. What are you yeah. talking about? This is this is finally the good one. Shelby and I and Christina, we we give you thumbs up. Sometimes. Are you are you do you have like a text uh, group text going on and you're evaluating? No, that was like a four. Yeah. That was terrible. Yeah, that I was not bad. Six or I seven. See if Mike Young is eating while he, you're talking. Oh. If he's not, then you know. And I'm like, oh, this must be good. He's he's likes this. So. <laughs> Uh, guys, I want to talk to you about conducting business. Sorry. Good, Mike. I'm keeping your attention. I must be above a five, uh, on my last presentation. Okay. Guys, I want to talk to you about new construction. Um, very, very important. This is a post I did 
uh, several days ago. I've been on a theme of new construction, new construction, new construction. Uh, what am I saying? New construction, new home communities. And uh, so I did this post. It was Danielle Hale. She was on Realtor.com. And she's like, new homes are far- faring a lot better than resale. Okay. New homes, there's a lot more new home sales occurring than resale. So if you're going to where the old cheese used to be in a resale environment, you may want to go where some new cheese is in new community construction. And today, many of them cooperate and will actually compensate either by rec- either by a referral or representation to you as the agent. This is a big deal. New sales last month were up 13%. And there's a lot of reasons why you as an agent, should be taking your customers, which you've converted to a client with a buyer rep, to new home communities. Next slide, Christine, I'll show you those. Here's a few. Guys, new construction, this is the biggest one. New construction is not handcuffed to a low rate like a resale seller. You know exactly what I'm talking about. The new home community, they're not handcuffed like the resale seller who's like, I'd love to sell. I want to move to Texas. I want to move to Sacramento. I want to move to wherever. Uh, but I don't want to leave my 3% eight rate and swap it for an 8. I don't want to leave my 3% rate and swap it for a 7% interest rate. New homes do not have that complexity. They do not have that dynamic. They need to sell their home, and they're not handcuffed in this great lock-in that we're often experiencing with our homeowners who have a low rate. New construction is experiencing inventory holding costs. It's not their primary residence. You don't see Mr. D.R. Horton or Pulte or Brookfield or any of them occupying these. They got 20 of them, 30 of them, 50 of them, they got them built. And it's very expensive to hold that inventory. And those holding cost pressures present deals for you and for your clients, better price, better terms, more credits, more concessions, because they're experiencing holding costs. Now, your typical seller who's out there that lives in their property, like, well, if it closes this week, that'd be great. If it's next week, that's fine, too. Uh, Understand there's a very real financial cost to new construction to hold inventory. New construction does not have a lack of inventory and is outperforming resale. I already mentioned that. It's up 13% year over year. Resale properties are down. New construction is up. They don't have a lack of inventory. Uh, Actually, there are several hundred new home communities in our market. I'll show you that in a moment. New construction makes a great video for you. How many people have ever done a new construction video? You're, You're like driving by them. You're walking through the homes. You're at the new sales office. You take pictures. You make them boomerang. Whatever you're gonna do. But it makes great video content. Understand if you do that at a resale home, like you walk into a homeowner's house and you start videoing, understand you need a license to do that. Understand you need permission to do that. You don't have that unless it's your listing. When it comes to new construction, they encourage it. See the difference? It's a great way to get video content. So in some sense, new construction could be a great lead generation tool for you because they're allowing you to create new video content. Get it out on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Get it out on TikTok, whatever. I'm doing that. You look on my social media page, you will see new construction stuff. All right, 
New construction can pay a real estate agent a commission or a referral fee. It's pretty common. Uh, this is not an unusual thing today. There was a time in the business where new construction was not paying an agent. That's no longer the case. Most new construction communities are paying an agent. Here's the deal. You must, let me go back and underscore, you must accompany them on the first visit. Visit. You show up on the third visit with your client, you're, you're finally there, you're not going to get a real estate commission or referral fee. You got to go with them on the first visit. And they're going to say things like, oh, I don't want to sign up. I'm not, sign them up. Go in there, sign them, ask for the sign up sheet, the referral sheet, sign them up because you don't know when they go back and you weren't signed up on the first visit whether or not you will receive any compensation. Understand your buyer rep has a lot to do with this. In the past, I've actually sent our buyer reps to the new home community to say, see, your, your principle is you don't want agents just getting in after they're into contract. This is my client. It was my client way before I ever showed them your home. So get a buyer rep and have them sign up on the first visit. Uh, it's very important. Here, new construction, new construction is offering incredible credits buy downs and more guys there's really some great incentives especially for stuff that's already built they're they're ready to move in and they are incentivizing them it's not uncommon to see a, a mid five rate it's not uncommon to see closing costs covered it's not uncommon to see builder upgrades included uh, these are all things that are pretty common and you as a professional one of your skill sets is to be able to negotiate to be able to put things in context. Ah, oh, no, you can do that afterwards. Here's what that might cost. Let's get some estimates. You know, we'll do the landscaping later. We'll do this later. These are things you can bring into context, and it's why your or your clients may want you to be there. New construction offers energy efficiencies and, and trending amenities. Unbelievable, the smart home capabilities, which make great videos. The trending amenities. Many of you were with me at Delta Coves just a month ago. We walked through Delta Coves, like the her his and hers, uh, not closets, but office were just incredible. Some of the, the the California rooms were remarkable. Makes great video content. New construction offers phased relief, phase releases that benefit from an appreciating market. So I just showed you that California thinks that home values will be up 50 grand next year. So let's say you buy in at phase one. A lot of you have done this. A lot of you have benefited from this. Phase phase two is released a month later. Phase three is released another month later. Phase four is released. And each time, don't the new home communities assess the current value? And if they increase the price on the same model you just built, do you not benefit from immediate equity? This is a very common way in appreciating market to, uh, to buy investment property that build in equity. I've done that. I own property today that I bought new home communities with the benefit of appreciating escrow. All right, what else? Uh, new construction offers diversification, pricing diversification. In the Bay Area, there's anywhere from 300,000 all the way up to like one point like $2 million worth of uh, $2 million real estate, like anything in between. Uh, you may have to go out to some new communities. I'm going to show you a few in just a moment that may be helpful, but it's diverse. So almost all of your clients can get geographic diversity, price diversity, rate diversity based on the new home community. And new construction often needs real estate agents to list the buyer's home. 
those agents at the Pulte desk that work for Pulte, they don't go out and list property. The the ones that are at the you know Dr. Horton, they're not going to go out and put a for sale sign in the home in the buyer's yard to sell their relinquished property. So they need real estate agents. By you establishing a relationship, you're often one of the three cards that they pass out to say, if you're going to sell your home, this is the person you ought to talk to. They're in here all the time. It's a great way to get referrals from the person behind the desk to help people sell their home uh, in an environment that those those people don't operate. So where do we have new, new construction? Take a look at this map. I think you're going to find it fascinating. Uh, this is, oh, Christina, I see where you live. This is uh, a map of some of the new construction. I didn't get all of them, but throughout the San Francisco Bay and Sacramento. Look at all these properties, Roseville, Folsom, El Dorado Hills. That's where Christina's at. That's where she's pointing. But it's not just there. Look at what's happening in in um, North and East Sac, okay, in this area. Massive development of new construction. We're often finding prices in the $500,000 range. Look at French Camp. Who would have ever thought French Camp would have so many new construction communities available? Look at all of them. But they're not limited. We have some in Antioch. I was just outside of on the uh, off of Hillcrest Avenue. I took that out even further. Uh, those Aviano homes out there, very, very nice, massive new community. There's a new gated community. Many of them are in the Brentwood School District. So there's a great opportunity there. So I was like, I don't want to be in Antioch. But I want the Brent, I want to be I want the Brentwood School District like that's a good one, um, but it's not just that we see some even outside of San Francisco, Berkeley, uh, Livermore, Pleasanton, Vallejo. There's a lot of new construction. So here's my question, and I want you to go to your chat box because it's more of a challenge. I'm asking you to commit for your own benefit to at least once a week visiting one or more new construction communities. Many of you are already doing it. I see you. Put it in the chat box if you're willing to make that commitment. Uh, if you're willing to accept that challenge, that you're willing to go by and just visit one. You can be a listing specialist on our team or buyer's agent on our team. There is benefit to all of it. By the way, most people don't want to sell a home. They want to buy a home. So sometimes they find a home that's in that community uh, that they want to buy a new home. Now they're interested in selling their home. They weren't interested in selling the home until they found the replacement property. Uh, will you commit to visiting one new construction community per week? And then you got to share it on social media. All right, we'll be watching. You're going to see me do it. And uh, you've already been seeing me do it. I see a lot of you doing it. There's a great opportunity to get in front of your sphere of influence.